Sooners Jayhawks, 12-30, game one today. And we are joined now by the voice of the Jayhawks, my good friend, now two-time author, Brian Haney. Good morning, Brian. Hey, what's up, buddy? Two-time author, still haven't made a lick of money on these books, but they've been fun. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I could have warned you that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, what the second book was about the uh, national championship, right? Yes, yes. It was uh, our own official commemorative collector's edition book from Kansas Athletics about that team. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a fun endeavor. I, I just don't have a, as great of a book as Unhitch the Wagon, man. But uh, I tell you what, it's neat to have the same illustrator. He just yeah. had a you just had a better uh, author on yours than on mine, apparently. No, but, uh, no, <laughs> yours is great. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. I need to get the new one. I haven't got the new one yet. I'm, uh, um, you know, it's a hard thing to pick if you're an OU fan. Picking up a book about Kansas winning the national championships not an easy thing to do. But I need to I do it. it. I need to just yeah. bear down and read the thing. <laughs> I'm already on the road, or I would have brought you one, my man. I'm passing through Wichita right now. But we get one more year of making these trips together, so we'll make it happen. Yeah, we didn't do you any favors moving this game up today. You going to be okay? I think so. I was at the draft last night uh, and got back to Lawrence around 1 a.m. with a sea of 120,000 people in Kansas City there wow. outside of Union Station. It was quite a scene. And uh, you had to park, you know, 30 to 45 minutes away and all that. So it was a late night getting back. But, uh, yeah, you know, nothing like a uh, 6 a.m. drive down I-35 to, to Eldale Mitchell Park and a chance to see my buddy Toby Rowland. Were you there in a working capacity or just as a fan last night? Totally having fun as a fan. Okay. Totally having fun. Yeah, we, we have a couple of Jayhawks that might get picked, but they're, you know, third, fourth round or maybe even seventh round in one case type guys. So, it was just there to uh, you know, take in the, the sights and sounds and the whole scene of hosting a draft. I've always wanted to attend a draft, but growing up it was always in New York City, and that was you know, never really that realistic of an option. But now that these different NFL cities are getting a chance to host, it's a blast. And uh, for fans that you know, might want to check out the next one as, as they continue to make their way around the country, the, the fan experience stuff they have is, is sun up to sun down, you know, punt, pass, and kick type stuff, but they also have NFL legends signing autographs and, and all kinds of photo ops, and, you know, free merchandise, and prizes, and giveaways. And so it's it's a neat all day, all weekend spectacle. And then your favorite band, Fallout Boy, performed at midnight <laughs> last night. You get free concerts as well. So all kinds of good stuff going on around the NFL draft weekend. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a, a loyal Beartooth guy, right, TJ? I'm Beartooth <laughs> through and through. Um, okay. Kansas, boy, what an interesting team here. First year for Dan Fitzgerald as head coach. Uh, have had some hot and cold streaks, it looks like. You tell me, what's the season been like for Kansas baseball? Well, out the gates, we definitely felt like, okay, well, it's a complete roster overhaul with everybody that transferred with Rich Price retired, and maybe this is a team that we shouldn't have too high expectations for because they're so new, they're so green, they took it on the chin with an East Coast road swing, and they were out on the road almost exclusively for the first six weeks of the season. And so they were sub-500 by about five games, got swept at TCU, and you're thinking, let's not have too high of expectations. But then they rattle off nine wins in their next ten games, including a home sweep of Baylor and taking the series at number 19 West Virginia. 
at one point having won five straight Big 12 Conference games and heading into that Sunday game in Morgantown. Believe it or not, they were tied for first with Texas eight games in, and it was the best start to a Big 12 Conference season for Kansas since the inception of the Big 12 in 96-97. In so, you know, this was all of a sudden a complete 180-degree flip on expectations. Well, then the schedule gets a little bit tougher, and you get swept at home by both Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I think the sweep to K-State was the one that really stings because it, it shouldn't have been as lopsided as it proved to be over the weekend. But Kansas is a team that I think will come down and compete this weekend. They've got a couple of veteran starters on Friday and Saturday in Baumgartner and Ireland that are fresh additions transferred in from SIU, Edwardsville, and Minnesota, respectively. And while they're not going to throw flames and, and be you know, top five-round draft picks necessarily, they they are steady innings eating, you know, six frames a game and four runs or less type guys that keep you in games. And it's a KU team that's gotten better and better offensively as the year has gone on. So I think they'll be competitive. And the way we look at it, obviously we didn't make it to Omaha and one of the last two teams standing like you guys. For Kansas right now, and you're one under Dan Fitzgerald, if they just made it to Arlington as one of the top eight teams in the Big 12, that would be a great first year. And they thought that they were locked and loaded for that after the hot start, but back-to-back home sweeps at our expense makes this weekend of paramount importance. And so they're coming down there smarting a bit from the Big 12 skid, but at the same time confident that, that they can make some noise and hopefully have a nice weekend against the Soros. What has been the biggest issue in this skid? Well, they've been beat up for one. They, they've had several key injuries, and they're, they're getting a little bit healthier in the off-field. But over the last three weeks, they've used seven different players in the off-field and all kinds of different lineup combinations to try to get healthy. We've seen Kansas uncharacteristically kick the ball around a little bit. Just three weeks ago, they were the number one fielding percentage defense in the conference. It's still ranked high overall, but... They've had some key letdowns in certain spots where they just didn't make plays. And then, you know, it kind of depends on on the venue you're in and the the week that you're playing. But we had back-to-back home weekends where the wind was blowing out almost exclusively. And suddenly the home run totals and the wind-aided balls leaving the yard made these these run totals spike dramatically. We had a 21-18 to game versus Kansas State. It took four and a half hours, and they mm. threw 446 pitches. And so that was a conditions day where you know any pitcher would have struggled. So I, I just think they need to get back to playing clean baseball. I think the bullpen is better than it's been in a long time for Kansas with the more depth and breadth of options back there. But uh, play clean baseball, get into the you know, sixth or seventh with your starter, and then have some elite options after that as opposed to being batted around and battered on the, the hill early with, with some of the recent uh, pitching lines we've seen. Because offensively, they've kind of hit their stride. We had four straight games dating back to the end of the previous week with the Kansas scored at double figures. And Cole Elvis has become a breakout star that leads this team in home runs. He just had his 17-game hitting streak snapped on Wednesday night at Wichita State. But he'd homered in four straight prior to that. And just three weeks earlier... He'd had a stretch of five straight conference games with a homer. He's a transfer from Cal. Uh, when he hits home runs, predictably, we say Elvis has left the building. So nice. get used to that, or, or maybe not. I don't know. Kind of, kind of cheesy. But point is, great kid, great addition. He'll be one to look for. And then Michael Brooks, 
he hit 700 last week and didn't sniff any Big 12 accolades. He, uh, he had 14 hits on the week. So wow. he's the third baseman, another transfer. He's been red hot. Just had the game-winning two-RBI hit in the 10th inning at Wichita State on Wednesday night. So that's, that's another name to file away. And then one final one for you. You know how in 20 years of Rich Price coaching here, he always got great Hawaiians on yeah. the team. How you get Hawaiians to come to Kansas, I don't know. But it started with Wally Marcial, who's now our director of baseball operations. And we had Maui Ahuna most recently that's going to be a first-round pick in June. He's now at Tennessee. But uh, this year, Cody, say it with me, Shoji Naga. Cody okay. Shoji Naga. Shoji Naga. Call, I got it. Shoji Naga. We call him Showtime. Uh, and I'm telling you, this kid's been hitting over 400 in league play. He's been special. He plays second base and uh, – doesn't look like an 18-year-old kid coming in his first go-round in the league because he's swinging it with confidence and consistency week in and week out. So he's been a fun one to follow, too. So those would be three names to tuck away for Kansas. And, you know, I know Oklahoma's stepping it up of late. Huge series sweep last week. This is a confident Kansas team that they can come down and compete, but they also know what they're up against. So I think this is going to be a hotly contested three games and hopefully uh, two baseball teams that – that show a lot this weekend in a positive way. Shoji Naga hitting 367 on the year. All right, last question. We'll let you go. Uh, you mentioned Baumgartner, who will go today. We just had Skip Johnson on. He said he thinks he is one of, if not the best, pitcher in the Big 12 this year. Tell me more about Colin Baumgartner. What makes him so good? Wow, that's that's a great compliment. Well, he came down here from SIU Edwardsville with the pitching coach, Brandon Scott. And uh, we knew right away that he had a chance to be the type of Friday night veteran presence, just based on his experience and his excellence prior to coming to Kansas, that you could slot into the Friday role and the stage wouldn't be too big and the lights wouldn't be too bright. Uh, big, tall, physical presence on the mound. Throws in, in the low to mid-90s, usually around 90 to 93. Um, and, and yet he's a guy that most nights you know, doesn't, issue a ton of free passes of late we've seen him touched up a little bit in that regard but prior to the last couple of weeks like i said he gets into the six to seven he's efficient he lets the defense make plays behind him he can be a strikeout pitcher for sure but he's not going to be overpowering like uh you know the, the oklahoma state kid we saw a week ago the second in the country in strikeouts so i don't think he's necessarily like your typical mow him down friday night guys hanging nine k's on the board but he, he does have the ability to punch you out while also pitching the contact and, and being a guy that can uh, certainly set the tone for the weekend with numerous quality starts this year. Sam Ireland, who you'll see on Saturday, he had a complete game shutout at Belmont uh, and has also flashed some great potential. He's a transfer from Minnesota. But no doubt, Baumgartner's our best. But I think both these guys, when they're on, give Kansas a great chance no matter who they're up against. They've just run into some tough matchups these last couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully, uh, though this one will be very difficult as well, hopefully we'll see both kind of get back in a group a bit. Douthit and Baumgartner, the starters today at 1230. All right, brother, be safe getting down here, and we'll see you when you arrive. Should be fun. Thanks for your time, bud. Looking forward to it. Always a pleasure, Toby. See you soon, bud. See you, Brian. Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks. We'll take a break. One more segment. Chris Plank will join us for the crossover next here on the T-Row in the Morning Show.